section thirty one of great epics in american history volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b great epics in american history volume one voyages of discovery and early explorations one thousand a d to sixteen eighty two by francis whiting halsey section thirty one la salle's voyage to the mouth of the mississippi sixteen eighty two by francis parkman la salle chose eighteen of his indian allies whom he added to the twenty-three frenchmen who remained with him some of the rest having deserted and others lagged behind the indians insisted on taking their squaws with them these were ten in number besides three children and thus the expedition included fifty-four persons of whom some were useless and others a burden on the twenty first of december tonti and membre set out from fort miami with some of the party in six canoes and crossed to the little river chicago la salle with the rest of the men joined them a few days later it was the dead of winter and the streams were frozen they made sledges placed on them the canoes the baggage and a disabled frenchman crossed from the chicago to the northern branch of the illinois and filed in a long procession down its frozen course they reached the site of the great illinois village found it tenantless and continued their journey still dragging their canoes till at length they reached open water below lake peoria la salle had abandoned for a time his original plan of building a vessel for the navigation of the mississippi bitter experience had taught him the difficulty of the attempt and he resolved to trust to his canoes alone they embarked again floating prosperously down between the leafless forests that flanked the tranquil river till on the sixth of february they issued upon the majestic bosom of the mississippi here for the time their progress was stopped for the river was full of floating ice la salle's indians too had lagged behind but within a week all had arrived the navigation was once more free and they resumed their course toward evening they saw on their right the mouth of a great river and the clear current was invaded by the headlong torrent of the missouri opaque with mud they built their campfires in the neighboring forests and at daylight embarking anew on the dark and mighty stream drifted swiftly down toward unknown destinies they passed a deserted town of the tamaroas saw three days after the mouth of the ohio and gliding by the wastes of bordering swamp landed on the twenty fourth of february near the third chickasaw bluffs they encamped and the hunters went out for game all returned except pierre prudhomme and as the others had seen fresh tracks of indians la salle feared that he was killed while some of his followers built a small stockade fort on a high bluff by the river others ranged the woods in pursuit of the missing hunter after six days of ceaseless and fruitless search they met two chickasaw indians in the forest and through them la salle sent presents and peace messages to that warlike people whose villages were a few days journey distance several days later prudhomme was found and brought into the camp half dead he had lost his way while hunting and to console him for his woes la salle christened the newly built fort with his name and left him with a few others in charge of it again they embarked and with every stage of their adventurous progress 
the mystery of this vast new world was more and more unveiled more and more they entered the realms of spring the hazy sunlight the warm and drowsy air the tender foliage the opening flowers betokened the reviving life of nature for several days more they followed the writhings of the great river on its tortuous course through wastes of swamp and canebrake till on the thirteenth of march they found themselves wrapped in a thick fog neither shore was visible but they heard on the right the booming of an indian drum and the shrill outcries of the war dance la salle at once crossed to the opposite side where in less than an hour his men threw up a rude fort of felled trees meanwhile the fog cleared and from the farther bank the astonished indians saw the strange visitors at their work some of the french advanced to the edge of the water and beckoned them to come over several of them approached in a wooden canoe to within the distance of a gunshot la salle displayed the calumet and sent a frenchman to meet them he was well received and the friendly mood of the indians now being apparent the whole party crossed the river on landing they found themselves at a town of the kappa band of the arkansas a people dwelling near the mouth of the river which bears their name the whole village writes membre to his superior came down to the shore to meet us except the women who had run off i cannot tell you the civility and kindness we received from these barbarians who brought us poles to make huts supplied us with firewood during the three days we were among them and took turns in feasting us we did not lose the value of a pin while we were among them after touching at several other towns of this people the voyagers resumed their course guided by two of the arkansas passed the sites since become historic of vicksburg and grand gulf and about three hundred miles below the arkansas stopped by the edge of a swamp on the western side of the river here as their two guides told them was the path to the great town of tensas tanti and membre were sent to visit it they and their men shouldered their birch canoe through the swamp and launched it on a lake which had once formed a portion of the channel of the river in two hours they reached the town and tanti gazed at it with astonishment he had seen nothing like it in america large square dwellings built of sun-baked mud mixed with straw arched over with a dome-shaped roof of canes and placed in regular order around an open area two of them were larger and better than the rest one was the lodge of the chief the other was the temple or house of the sun they entered the former and found a single room forty feet square where in the dim light for there was no opening but the door the chief sat awaiting them on a sort of bedstead three of his wives at his side while sixty old men wrapped in white cloaks woven of mulberry bark formed his divan when he spoke his wives howled to do him honor and the assembled councillors listened with the reverence due to a potentate for whom at his death a hundred victims were to be sacrificed he received the visitors graciously and joyfully accepted the gifts which tanti laid before him this interview over the frenchmen repaired to the temple wherein were kept the bones of the departed chiefs in construction it was much like the royal dwelling over it were rude wooden figures representing three eagles turned toward the east a strong mud wall surrounded it planted with stakes on which were stuck the skulls of enemies sacrificed to the sun while before the door was a block of wood 
on which lay a large shell surrounded with the braided hair of the victims the interior was rude as a barn dimly lighted from the doorway and full of smoke there was a structure in the middle which membray thinks was a kind of altar and before it burned a perpetual fire fed with three logs laid end to end and watched by two old men devoted to this sacred office there was a mysterious recess too which the strangers were forbidden to explore but which as tanti was told contained the riches of the nation consisting of pearls from the gulf and trinkets obtained probably through other tribes from the spaniards and other europeans on the next morning as they descended the river they saw a wooden canoe full of indians and tanti gave chase he had nearly overtaken it when more than a hundred men appeared suddenly on the shore with bows bent to defend their countrymen la salle called out to tanti to withdraw he obeyed and the whole party encamped on the opposite bank tanti offered to cross the river with a peace pipe and set out accordingly with a small party of men when he landed the indians made signs of friendship by joining their hands a proceeding by which tanti having but one hand was somewhat embarrassed but he directed his men to respond in his stead the indians of this village were the natchez and their chief was brother of the great chief or son of the whole nation his town was several leagues distant near the side of the city of natchez and thither the french repaired to visit him they saw what they had already seen among the tenses a religious and political despotism a privileged caste descended from the sun a temple and a sacred fire la salle planted a large cross with the arms of france attached in the midst of the town while the inhabitants looked on with a satisfaction which they would hardly have displayed had they understood the meaning of the act and now they neared journey's end on the sixth of april the river divided itself into three broad channels la salle followed that of the west and d'autre that of the east while tanti took the middle passage as he drifted toward the turbid current between the low and marshy shores the brackish water changed to brine and the breeze grew fresh with the salt breath of the sea then the broad bosom of the great gulf opened on his sight tossing its restless billows limitless voiceless lonely as when born of chaos without a sail without a sign of life la salle in a canoe coasted the marshy borders of the sea and then the reunited parties assembled on a spot of dry ground a short distance above the mouth of the river here a column was made ready bearing the arms of france and inscribed with the words louis le grand roi de france and de navarre regne le neuvième sixteen eighty two on that day the realm of france received on parchment a stupendous accession the fertile plains of texas the vast basin of the mississippi from its frozen northern springs to the sultry borders of the gulf from the woody ridges of the alleghanies to the bare peaks of the rocky mountains a region of savannas and forests sun-cracked deserts and grassy prairies watered by a thousand rivers ranged by a thousand warlike tribes passed beneath the sceptre of the sultan of versailles and all by virtue of a feeble human voice inaudible at half a mile end of section thirty one end of volume one great epics in american history by francis whiting halsey